Remembrance Day, also known as Veterans Day here in the US, is on November 11. And we at SAP Experts Podcast are celebrating by highlighting the journeys of two veterans who have transitioned from a military career to an SAP career. We also talk about SAP Veterans to Work initiatives and how they help ease this transition. My first guest, Jason Duarte, is currently a Senior Sales Strategy and Operations Analyst at SAP Concur and has been with SAP for over six years, having previously worked as the Business Network Value Analyst at SAP Ariba. He is passionate about helping veterans transition and employers to recognize the value they offer, having himself served five and a half years in the U.S. Marines. My next guest, Shaquille Charles, has been a combat medic for the Army across various locations and leadership roles for the last eight and a half years. He is now set to begin employment at SAP by the end of this month as a customer relations associate. Last but definitely not the least, my guest, Christina Bood, is the co-owner and the CEO of St. Michael's Learning Academy, SMLA, which provides military-focused educational programs that have, over eight years, helped hundreds of veterans reintegrate into the civilian workforce by providing training in high-demand skills like project management and SAP ERP system. As always, my name is Akshimola and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome to this very special episode of SAP Experts Podcast. Today, we celebrate the Remembrance Day, which in the U.S. is called the Veterans Day, and it's on November 11, this Thursday. So speaking of Remembrance Day, I thought, why don't we all take a trip down the memory lane and really get into what brought us to this path, right? So we will be starting with Jason and Shaquille today and really learn what led them to military, and from there, what led them to this SAP software as a service path? So having said that, Jason, let's start with you. What's your story? Tell us. I'll start with uh, how I entered the military. So I was always one of those kids who was fortunate enough to not really um, struggle with school. It always kind of came relatively easy to me. Um, And because of that, I knew I didn't want to go to college right away. What I ended up doing was going into the Marines. Basically, I was in ROTC in high school, so the recruiters were always trying to talk to me. I know my mom was in the Navy as well. I used to always love um, her stories about all the countries that she's been to and, and things along those lines. So that was kind of my uh, my route. I actually enlisted during the um, the winter of my senior year. It was December when I enlisted, or at least I um, I signed up to go. I didn't go, obviously, until after I graduated. But um, originally, actually, I wanted to go into the Navy. I was in Navy ROTC, and um, I don't know if it was, you know, try to to test my commitment or whatever, but I wanted to be a SEAL. And when I was talking to uh, the Navy recruiter, he's like, okay, well, if you don't make it, we're just going to put you wherever we want to put you. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to go out there and be swabbing decks or something like that. So I was figuring Marines were the next best thing. So that's where I went. So after the Marines, you know, I, I, I didn't come to SAP right away. Uh, I actually, you know, did a couple of what I call fun jobs. Like I worked in Vegas, I worked in Aspen for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when I wanted to, uh, quote unquote, grow up and become an adult, uh, I moved back to Atlanta, went to college, which is where I, I met one of my buddies who ended up coming to SAP. And uh, and he's how I got here. So um, I will stress the the importance of networking. 
uh, that's a big thing that I, I took away and um, how I kind of got to SAP. Wonderful, wonderful. So Shaquille, where do you stand on that? Is your story similar to Jason's? What's your journey been like? I would say my, my story is, is fairly different. Um, my upbringing was a lot different. So I'm an immigrant. I immigrated from Trinidad um, in 2008 and then basically went straight into high school. So four years of high school from, you know, it was a brand new start for me from a whole different country, just learning how to be an American really. And, you know, mm-hmm. that transition in itself, you know, can be very difficult, but wow. luckily um, I had a good support system in school. I was into a lot of sports and then specifically my, uh, my football coach, who was actually a math teacher in the school, he stressed the importance of ed- education. Most schools, you just have to pass the play. He was like, right. no, you need at least an 85 to 90 average in every single class to play. So if he didn't do that for me, I would have never probably made it out of high school, to be honest, because I wanted to play football and he made education important to play football. So that kind of got me through high school. As soon as I graduated high school, I applied for a lot of colleges and, and I got accepted to a lot of them because I had good grades, but financially I couldn't support college. So my next step was joining the military. And I didn't know exactly what I was going to get myself into. I had a lot of different offers as to what I could do in the military, but I got into the medical field by happenstance and I just started my journey in the army as a combat medic over the last eight years over various different job titles and various different locations. Um, I started off in Washington State and then from there um, moved to Hawaii and I was there for about three and a half years. And then lastly, made my last stop here at Fort Hood, Texas. So um, and then, you know, so now I'm, I'm in the, the later stage and I'm transitioning out. And luckily, I found SAP, which I actually found on accident. Mm. My uh, my cousin actually works for SAP. Well, no, she doesn't work for SAP. She works in the system. So she's a FICO analyst um, oh. down in Houston, actually. And, you know, uh, last Christmas, well, actually, my, my birthday is in December. So right before Christmas, they came down to visit me for my birthday. And she's talking to me about what she does. And she's like, yeah, I, I work in a system called SAP. I'm like, what? I've never heard of this before. And I was completely oblivious. And then she's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a really good, you know, career opportunity you should look into. So I looked into it. I'm like, how is this huge thing so well kept? Like, how is this secret so well kept? I've never heard of it before. Where has it been all my life? Right. I, I thought it was fake at first. And then when I realized that the army even uses uh, SAP with GCS army, which is, you know, a part right. of the SAP ecosystem, I was like, how did no one tell me? Um, and it was just, it was kind of like the stars aligned. Like I was getting out. Um, the, there was a class coming up, my cousin worked in it. So I know I, I had like somebody to go to for support. If I needed help in the class, I'm like, this must be a sign that this is probably where, where my career is, is, is heading next. So signed up for the class and man, I was not prepared for the amount of things I needed to learn to be prepared for, especially for the test. Those oh, wow. first eight weeks of just working in the system. And then the last two weeks, just preparing for the test. Oh, I, I don't think I've studied that much in my life. <laughs> um, but luckily, uh, the instructors were great. All the people that helped throughout the course from SMLA, um, just, it was, it was a phenomenal experience and it really prepared me, um, one for, you know, the outside world, you know, the military is a right. small, like ecosystem that you can really get trapped in. If you, if you're not paying attention to what's going on years go by, you don't even realize it. Um, but yeah, preparing for the outside world prepared me professionally a lot, the mock interviews, the, all the help or just all the knowledge that was embedded into that course through the amount of like time and effort that the people that, that put that course together put into it. 
man, it, it really uh, led me to where I'm at right now. And then that led me to my next opportunity working for SAP. Wonderful. So now you would be joining SAP as what? Tell us more about that. It's basically a post-sales customer relations position. Wonderful. And we will be hearing more about that as well as there's a test that Shaquille just mentioned about. And to our listeners, if you're interested in knowing what test that was and why did you have to study so hard for two weeks, we will be getting into that. That that is something that is very close to my heart too. I had to go through the exact same experience, not for the exact same <laughs> reasons, but that, that exam, by the way, is the TS410 exam. We'll be getting into that a little bit later down the road. But one of the things that listeners, you can't see right now that something happened. When Shaquille mentioned that he was from Trinidad and Tobago. Christine, her eyes went really big. And there's a reason why that happened. So Christine, why was that? First of all, I'll ask you that. Second thing, just like me, you're also a University of Houston alum. Just like me, you're pursuing a career that has got nothing to do with your undergrad education. So your undergrad (laughs) was something biology, dietetics related. Now, Uh, And Shaquille mentioned this, that he worked with this institution, uh, this organization called SMLA, which enabled him with mock interviews with the the TS-410 preparation. So what led you from dietetics undergrad to being the CEO of SMLA? What is SMLA? Talk to me about your journey. Thank you, Akshi, for having me here. I really enjoy um, getting to speak on a platform where I can educate more people within the SAP ecosystem and just people in general about what SMLA is doing in the veteran community. I want to say um, thank you for your service, Jason and Shaquille, as being uh, Veterans uh, Week. Um, I do what I do because of you guys. I enjoy um, just from a personality, I've always loved serving and helping people. Being a patriot is what I am. Um, when I first came to this country and I came to University of Houston, I actually am from Trinidad and Tobago. So Shaquille, when I heard you, I knew you were in our oh. class, in our cohort, but I had no idea you were from oh, Trinidad man. as well. So that's when actually she probably knew my eyes opened up so big. I was like, what? No way, a fellow Trini? So it's really <laughs> good that um, I can also make this kind of legacy thread back to where I came from and where I am today and, and know that I'm making an impact in, in so many people's lives. But really, Really and truly, I can't be here today without the partnerships of the Army and SAP. And that's how SMLA uh, came together. We started as a tech book school in Houston, Texas. And when I graduated, actually, sorry, take a step back from the University of Houston in my degree in, in nutrition, I really wanted to help people through educating them about a better way of living and life through food. And now I feel like I'm still doing the same thing. I'm earning my daily living, my daily bread by helping people through the power of education. So when we were um, starting SMLA, my husband and I, we were looking at different programs in our Houston ecosystem through market labor research of what our community within the next 10 years was going to be at a deficit and in a need for. And Houston We had a problem, which we all know. It was IT. They were not very many high-end certifications in IT. They were more entry-level. And I I didn't know why that was. And I started doing a deeper dive and saw that SAP was one of those, or enterprise resource planning was one of those occupations that there were so many jobs, but not enough people to occupy those positions. And so we started teaching SAP and uh, the word got out to the military community. It wasn't new for SAP itself because in 2012, Diane Finelli, um, 
at the time was our executive sponsor. She had started with Tyrone Webb, the SAP Veteran to Work program because of the numerous amount of products that SAP was coming out within um, the ecosystem and they were realizing there was a talent shortage. So around that time, SMLA um, developed a partnership with the Department of Defense called the um, SAP Career Skills Program, or today as it's known, the Skill Bridge Program. And um, now Soldiers Active Duty Station is actually our classroom. And this great private-public partnership with SAP and the Army is what was formed. We are now the SAP Veteran to Work Programs Education and Operational Arm. Started out at Fort Hood and Fort Bliss and Michigan, now Joint Base San Antonio, and we've been going strong, helping soldiers find their next career. And that's what I do, actually. When people say, well, what do you do? Yes, I'm the CEO of SMLA, but I help veterans find their next career. And that's my passion, and I enjoy doing it every day through the power of education. Absolutely. And what I enjoy personally seeing you do, Christine, is... Yes, you do enable veterans to get to their next step in the civilian world, but you even start a step before that. You start with the active duty personnel mm -hmm. uh, to help them make the transition easier. So what's better than to transition even before that first step has ended and you're already on to the next step and you're already prepared for that next step. And that's what I find wonderful. And the second thing you said that, you know, your nutrition undergrad, you wanted to help people, educate people help them, enable them to live a better life. And, you know, our passions can change throughout our life. One of my mentors had told me that uh, when I was uh, getting my MBA, that your passions can change. You can have a lot of passions, but your purpose remains the same. And if your purpose in your case was to help uh, and enable people to live better lives, you're still doing that. And speaking of that very purpose, you know, I will go back to Jason and Shaquille. So we heard about your journey from military to the software world, to the SAP world. But once again, speaking of that purpose, how did your military career enable you in your current role? What are the skills that you picked up from there that you use even today? Your soft skills, your technical skills. So maybe we'll start with uh, Shaquille. So coming in, I did not know how my technical skills would transfer. Coming from a healthcare profession, uh, moving into SAP, I, I was very confused as to how to, um, but through the course, I learned that a lot of the things that I did on a day-to-day -day basis were very transferable skills, especially working with the business processes. You don't realize how many of them you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis until somebody breaks it down for you the way it was broken down for us during the course. But as, as far as soft skills, um, leadership and, and communication skills were, are the two biggest ones that are transferable to my, my next direct role is that realizing that what I've been doing for the last eight years has been a lot of client facing roles and before I even know what client facing meant um, and those communication skills and how do you send up a report and, you know, speak to a manager and speak to a CEO, speak to a client and, and let them know, you know, the bottom line up front and kind of get the ball rolling. Um, that Those are the kind of skills that I think going forward and every military member has in some way or shape or form um, transfer the best into what I'm going into next. 
No, that's you bring up a fantastic point, you know, that the fact that you were coming from a healthcare role and it's like, okay, how is this going to work? And I say this and my listeners have heard me say this time and time again, that how at SAP, digital transformation goes hand in hand with business transformation and healthcare happens to be one of the industries that we also serve. So the knowledge you pick up and the expertise that you develop in one industry, it always transfers from industry to industry. And of course, the soft skills that you mentioned working in a high-stress environment and being client-facing and being efficient uh, and reporting to your seniors and your teammates and working with the team, all of that, that definitely makes sense that how those skills would be transferable, which uh, brings me to Jason. What did you take from military career that helps you in your current role at SAP? And listeners, both Jason and I have something in common. I used to also be a part of Ariva. So tell me more about that, Jason. How does that help you in your current role? So I would say, um, you know, the old adage, and it's not always what you know, but who you know. Mm. Um, but I think it's a little bit of both. So with that being said, first and foremost, I would say my network and the GI Bill. Um, for me, it was a GI Bill. For others, it's programs like the SAP Veterans to Work uh, and things like that. But also uh, teamwork and adaptability. Uh, another phrase that we use, especially in the Marines, is, you know, adapt and overcome, especially when you're in a... Uh, world that changes as frequently as tech, being flexible and adaptable is, is a huge skill that I've had to leverage uh, during my time here at SAP. Um, and then the other thing that people can capitalize on is when you go into the military, you're actually tested to see what you're naturally good at. It's called the ASVAB test. Um, and for me, you know, I scored um, well in the areas that related around electronics, which is what I did in the military as an aviation electronics um, technician which whenever you're dealing with electronics, a lot of it is controlled by software. You know, you have to learn how to configure software in order to make things work the way you want it to work. So um, that kind of helped me transition into a, a corporate world and a tech company as well. So yeah, I would say those are would probably be the, the biggest things that I would take away from my experience. Absolutely, absolutely. And Jason, you know, what I find very interesting in your case is that you speak so much about the importance of your network. And you also work for the Ariba Network, so I think it just makes sense. With that said, <laughs> what I want to tackle next is the common challenges and objections. Because yes, I mean, one does pick up the skill set. That's true. There are a lot of transferable skills. But with every good thing, there are also some challenges that come in from coming from that military life and then adjusting to the civilian life. So Shaquille, let, let me ask you this. What were some of the misconceptions and challenges that you had to face transitioning to civilian life? And is there something that you wish companies, recruiters, perhaps even your colleagues in the civilian world understood better? So the biggest thing I, I, I take away from this transition process is that when somebody has never been affiliated with the military at all, um, a lot of times they believe it's this very monolithic experience that everybody is kind of a robot, we don't have feelings, we just follow orders. Um, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. Um, the military in itself is just a very eclectic group of, of races, religions, cultures. Like you, you can find somebody from every single walk of life. Um, you can find all types of personalities. And if I had to say something to every recruiter, employer, or colleague going forward, like, that's the thing about the military is it's not a monolith. It, everybody's not the same. Not everybody follows orders that it's, it really is just this melting pot. 
Absolutely. So yes, not to have any uh, preconceived notions and just to treat like any other candidate. Every other candidate is different and one should look at it as a previous job role. With that said, Jason, I would ask you the same thing. What was your transition like? Can you share some of your challenges and how you overcame them? And another thing I would want to ask you is how can mentors or teammates in the civilian world help you with that transition? Sure. I mean, so, you know, it's a different life, you know, in the military, we even have our own um, rules, if you will, called the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So whenever you're coming back into civilian life, there's there's certain adaptations that you have to make, which kind of leads me back to what I said about being able to adapt and overcome. Um, some of the the misconceptions that I've heard uh, in the past are, you know, people coming from the military, their main strength is being able to just follow orders, which I mean, to an, agree, to a, to an extent, I would agree. But also there's times where we have to be, as I said before, flexible. We have to adapt and we have to be able to make decisions on the fly. We have to be able to work in ambiguity uh, mm. and all those you know, traits like that. People don't really realize that when you're when you're coming from the military. As I said, they think that you know you just you know you're given an order and you do that, but um, it goes a lot more than that. It goes a lot further than that. And also the people, I, I would say one of the things that I struggled with at first, but I've kind of learned um, how to deal with basically through you know mentors and and going back to networking, is that the bonds that you form in the military don't quite compare to what you get in the civilian life, right? So. Uh, that was that was kind of uh, interesting to me to to see how civilians kind of interact with each other and their jobs <laughs> and stuff like that versus how we did it in the military. Right. But as I said, you know, using our <laughs> networks, you know, talking to people, hey, you know, what was your experience? And they had pretty much the same experience and sharing stories and things like that. And uh, and for me, I kind of always gravitated towards people who did have military experience, you know, which right. is you know, why I'm with veterans at SAP. And things like that. So as I said, you know, having a good network, having a good support system um, is huge. Uh, right. Letting you know that, you know, you're not the only one going through these experiences and things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jason, you bring up an excellent point. You know, the interactions can be very different. Now, I have never served in the military. However, what I have done is with uh, Christine's organization, with SMLA, I have volunteered and done mock interviews and advice sessions with current active duty who are trying to make that transition. And one of the takeaways that used to surprise my mentees used to be when I used to say that a lot of times to be able to ace the interview process and to get that first role, one of the skills that's very important is that when the hiring manager can see you and feel like, yes, this girl or this guy, I can have a conversation with them during a happy hour. And I'm like, does it sound slightly ridiculous that how does that matter? What does that say about my technical skills? What does that say about anything? Well, it does speak to one's soft skills. Can this person just strike up a conversation? Are they easy to talk to? Are they friendly? Uh, Can they think on their feet? And I think that is one of the more important aspects. And that's a great point. One doesn't think of that, that, oh, that's a skill to develop, which brings me to SMLA, Christine. Now, when it comes to challenges and misconceptions, Shaquille and Jason, they individually create their brand and they have to fight that on an individual basis. But you, your role is to enable the entire cohort. So how do you deal with these challenges, these misconceptions on a blanket level? 
Well, I think some of those points were brought up in um, both Jason and Shaquille's uh, description about, you know, the program. First and foremost, I think you talked earlier about challenges that, you know, our organization just as uh, with our, our service members that they face when they're transitioning. For me, it's really educating employers about the difference between um, a transitioning service member that has a degree versus one that doesn't have a degree. You know, the, the importance of um, degrees versus certifications. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a tech folks school. We're teaching an SAP certification, which typically in this industry used to be very focused on degree heavy. And our service members, while, you know, serving our country and fighting for our freedom, didn't get a chance maybe to finish their degree, but they're the most trained workforce in the world. So educating employers has been, you know, most of my day-to-day in operations, letting them know the value in which veterans bring. And that's come some of the things that we've I've recently done. Uh, this quarter, we had our um, employer uh, program committee, and uh, we have several different employers that use SAP. And um, they are kind of our champions, just like Jason is at SAP. He's a veteran and he knows what it takes and he's there at the head of the ERG group. And so mm-hmm. bringing him along with meetings with me and having other employers champion our cause and talk about the graduates they've hired and how they are working out in their organization, the value of what they're bringing and how fast they've been able to really ramp up even without a college degree. So I think for me, that's been the biggest challenge is just being their voice and educating right. employers and hiring managers that, hey, they could do the job. Right. Um, you know, they're, they, they're just as good as next gen and next gen are coming in with, yes, a lot of these academic and cutting edge technologies. But guess what? So is the military. That's been my biggest challenge. And that's how I've kind of combated that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that truly speaks to the larger trends that we see within hiring, right? When we think of in any job posting, which says minimum requirements, are they really required? Could there be change to desired requirements? Can we think outside the box? Is it really, really necessary? One should always think about that once when we're putting master's degree required. Is it really master MBA required? Is it really can a certification in its place be equally important uh, and have the same skills? With that said, uh, you spoke about an exam, which helps ramp up the personnel. And Shaquille, I heard from a birdie that you might have passed your TS410 yesterday. (laughs) So this is fresh. So, and you went through the experience very, very soon. So you already did tell me a little bit about your experience, but go ahead and tell me a little bit more about how studying for this helped you develop an appreciation for the various business processes that go behind the scenes. Because people can think of this and say, okay, this is a digital technical certificate. It would not tell you anything about business processes. So tell me a little bit about that. So I'll start by saying this course, as in reference to SAP, teaches to, teaches you to be a jack of all trades, a master of none. And studying for the test is, is more of the same. You have to learn everything. There's so many different facets. So studying for the test, it was a lot of long nights just going through every single thing that you may know because there's so much material to cover. There's so many different modules. There's, there's just there's just a lot going on, um, and you really have to to commit in order to get the results you're looking for. Because it's a lot different than working in the system. It's a lot different than when we're doing configuration and working in the front end. That test it, it really tests you know how well you can retain information and how well you actually know you know what you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. No, and uh, the reason I said that I feel you 
when you mentioned that, uh, you know, the sleepless nights, because as a part of the SAP pre-sales academy, I had to also go through those two weeks of just just hunkering down and studying for this exam and learning everything and becoming a jack of all trades. Because I think once every podcast episode, I mentioned how SAP has solutions for every line of business and every industry. And during this exam, you do get to learn a little bit about every LOB and every cloud solution for the TS410 exam. And you get a high level view of S4 HANA and everything that it does, which is everything. And you have to learn a little bit of everything, which can be quite the Herculean task. With that said, Jason, we are looking towards what is next. And in immediate future, I, I see that uh, Veterans S at SAP Remembrance Day is coming up. It's not next week. By the time this podcast will be out, it will be that very week. So what can we expect from this event? How is SAP celebrating? So yeah, at, uh, at Veterans at SAP, one of our signature events is doing something around Remembrance Day, which is what we call in the United States Veterans Day. Um, around the world, it's called Remembrance Day. Uh, and to have a more um, inclusive environment this year, we are going outside of the U.S. We've uh, we've secured Declan Power, who was a member of the Irish Army and is involved with uh, UN activities and, and things like that. Um, he's actually going to be our guest speaker. Uh, one of the the things that I like about working at SAP is they actually give us Veterans Day off. That's a there's a paid holiday for us. Wow! So it's actually going to be on November 9th, One, you know, partly because we're not going to be in the office on the 11th, and two, to kind of accommodate Declan's schedule as well. So um, there's going to be a link that we'll provide if anybody wants to uh, attend that. It is going to be available for people outside of SAP as well. Um, and then also, if there are any um, people within SAP that happen to be a, a Marine, uh, everybody knows November 10th is the Marine Corps birthday. So uh, there's a few of us that are going to get together, get on a, on a Zoom call and, you know, have a few drinks and kind of uh, relive some of our uh, from some of our glory days, if you will, about being mm -hmm. in the Marines and kind of celebrating the Marine Corps birthday um, with each other uh, virtually. So if there's any Marines out there and one of the things that is, is kind of hard about what we do is with the you know personal information protection and things like that we can't necessarily get a list of all the people who are in our company that is a marine or that is even a veteran so i just wanted to put that out there if anybody's listening um please reach out to me reach out to veterans at sap if you're a veteran if you're a marine you'll reach out to me and i'll make sure you get the invite to our little marine corps birthday celebration absolutely yes and i would be putting all of that information in the show notes below but, you, you know, you, you said something that, you, first of all, that Declan Power would be attending. Second aspect of that is when it comes to veterans at SAP, is this a U.S. only program or are there any plans for global expansion? Is there a global presence at all? And furthermore, what capacity are you involved with all of these programs, Jason? Sure. So veterans at SAP is global. I would say that a majority of the members are U.S. based right now, because that's kind of where we stood this program up or stood this initiative up. But we do have members in other countries, like I believe we have a couple in Australia. Um, we have one, at least one in, in Ireland and a few in uh, other European countries. Um, so we are trying to expand more internationally, which is, as I said, we have uh, Declan Power here this time to try to, you know, reach out to more of our brethren in Europe. So, yeah, and I'm sorry, what was the second part of that question? In what capacity are you involved with all of these programs? So that is a good question. So, uh, you know, going back to being um, flexible and adaptable, I am technically the mentorship lead. The way I connected with SMLA actually 
was through a mutual friend between myself and, and Christine, which is Tyrone. Mm-hmm. So apparently she was talking to Tyrone. Tyrone knew, knew me. So he kind of connected us together. Once again, power of networking. So I am kind of like the lead with SMLA now, uh, the, the Veterans to Work and Veterans at SAP partnership. So my role is kind of uh, whatever it needs to be, adapting, <laughs> flexible. I'll fit into whatever position they need me. And what I'm learning from Jason today over and over again, which I will be remembering and I'll be uh, trying to use more in my daily professional and personal life is to be more adaptable and understand the power of networking. So those are two great lessons to all of our listeners today. And with that, speaking of adaptability and speaking of network, Christine, I know you're always, your eyes are always on the next prize. With that said, are there any plans of expanding? You're already the education arm of the Veterans uh, to Work program for SAP. Are we going global? Uh, Are we expanding in some other way? Tell me more about that. Spill the tea. Well, currently today, our executive sponsor is John Telly. And and as I network and have my leadership meetings with him, just like with Jason, these are the questions that we talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are we doing today? And what are we doing today that we can make more effective so that we can have a stronger foundation to build on for service members? And so there are different data points that we're looking for from with what you've asked. From an educational scope, we're looking of adding in um, some more design thinking and digital innovation curriculum, uh, getting some more real life case studies where our soldiers and our service members are using to apply the knowledge that they're they're learning from, you know, um, talking to a customer to um, working a project and implementing a project to go live. And these are some of the technical questions that they're getting out there right now. And so we're working on actually making sure curriculum is is not just strongly um, in academics, but also very market and industry driven. Uh, Looking um, as well as maybe doing some more data analytics. We've been seeing a lot of that request in the the ecosystem of SAP, wanting some more data analytics, uh, certifications, AI, automation, of course, that's all around digital transformation and digital innovation. And, and, and for of a global role, we, you know, I, I remember a while back, we had a request in Germany when they found out uh, that um, SAP soldiers here in the U.S. were learning, um, uh, soldiers here in the U.S. were learning SAP. They're like, hey, we're right here, right next to headquarters. When can we get the program? So, you know, of course, um, we're, we're, our eyes are on the prize there, too, to bring it to them. But for right now, our, our next um our next expansion is going to be at Fort Bragg. So both Fort Bragg and Fort Hood are one of the two largest installations where most of transition goes through in the United States. And so we're looking forward to that um, next installation. That's a lot. And that's a lot for you or SMLA to do on your own. And that's when the role of employers, partners come into the picture, right? Now, one of the ways I have been involved, apart from mock interviews and mentorship one-on-one, is through game workshops. In episode 87 of SAP Experts podcast, we went over the S4HANA virtual board game and how that enables... um, uh, not just uh, veterans, but students and customers to learn more about S4HANA, how it can enable business transformation, to understand the various LOBs, to understand the various industries and really get into the capabilities, the business capabilities. Um, so that's one of the ways somebody could help. What are some of the ways you wish uh, or is on your wish list that employers or partners could help out in? 
There, there are definitely three ways, three things that come straight to mind as I'm talking, communicating with employers. The first and very first first thing is just explaining to them the program, letting them know, because it's kind of like a well-kept secret that I've been out there because this is something that we're giving that's so valuable to the ecosystem, but yet there, there is no charge and no fee for this. This is something that SAP has invested in sponsoring their certification fees. We have Jeff Word and Simha Magalitz uh, donating their books to us. And so it's it's been an investment and we're trying to first let employers know that this is a value that they have not tapped into. Um, we're, with the with the with the search for the top ten top five percent talent in the world, we have the best kept secret and most trained workforce right here under our noses. And so that's one of the things I do is just communicating, getting the word out. The second most important thing that I want employers to know is that they can um, they can come and 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 interview and 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 employ our talent and hire our veterans. Um, they're our nation's best kept. Um, asset that that they can help come back and build stronger families and communities. And they have so much to offer, not just in the workspace within our community. We have so much we can learn from them. So um, that's the second thing. And the third thing, of course, um, uh, volunteer opportunities. If your organization is not in a, is in a hiring freeze or may not have an opportunity, you might be a smaller mid-sized company and not have a lot of positions or a veteran ERG you can co-brand with the SMLA Veterans to Work program and volunteer, come and do mock interviews, help with resume critiquing. We're also doing, um, like any good organization with uh, Veterans Day, we're going to be sending out a video in um, thanking all of our service members for the last eight years to see where they're at and asking people if they'd like to show their support by um, donating because at times when they're in between jobs, or needing help with scholarship assistance, it does become a financial burden. And so we do also ask our volunteers and our employer partners um, if they have employee matching or anything like that for Veterans Day, we're going to get the word out to see if anyone wants to support our cause. So those are the three ways in which employers can help. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will be dropping links to some of those down in the show notes and you guys can go ahead and check it out. And with that, Shaquille and Jason, you... You two have been there, done that, right? You have made that transition. You're here, you're at SAP. So, Shaggy, let me start with you and ask you, uh, what advice would you have for current active duty military or maybe somebody who is a veteran and who are thinking about making this transition into SAP or a software as a service career? What advice would you have for them? First thing I'll say is take a step back and breathe. It's going to be okay. The biggest thing that I learned in, in my transition process is how to evaluate myself and the things that I can provide to an employer. It's really, it's a very hard distinction to make when, you know, the way the way things are worded in the military and, and the way you go about business in the military is so different from the civilian life. It's hard to translate those skills. So the first thing is just take a step back, take a breath, and then Think about all the things you've done and how that translates and how well can, you know, that actually transfer into the civilian life and civilian sector. And as far as software as a service, you have to understand, you know, what you're looking for. What What is your goal at the end of the day? It's not just, you know, how much money you can make, but what, what are you looking to get out of your next career path? And uh, Jason, what would you like to add to that? Yeah, no, I know I started off stressing the importance of networking. I had it all through uh, the answers that I provided, 
But uh, I can't stress that enough. You know, having a good network and being adaptable. I mean, even a network can help you out in so many ways. There's careers out there that I've never even heard of. I didn't even mm. know existed until I found out that one of my friends was doing it. I was like, right. oh, well, sounds interesting. Um, and as I said, it's not always what you know, but who you know. Uh, having a referral. I mean, every company that I know of has some sort of referral bonus to where, you know, employees can get um, some additional uh, money for bringing people into the company. So networking is huge. You know, don't just focus on, you know, getting your resume complete and sending your resume out. Those are important as well. Right. But knowing the right people can help you get your resume discovered faster. It could, it could help you um, meet the right people who could really propel your career forward. So um, as I said, networking is huge. I know in the military, we, we often keep bonds for a lifetime. There's people that I've you know served with years ago. I haven't talked to in years, but I'm pretty sure if I reached out to them, we'd probably start up a conversation like no time has passed, you know? So uh, leverage those networks, especially people that uh, may have gone through uh, the same situation that you've gone through and, um, and learn, learn, connect with people. Uh, that is the best way to really land a position that you want getting out of the military. Great, great sound advice. And Christine, anything that we have not covered that you would like to share with our audience? And if our audience, you know, you gave us the three ways in which our audiences could support SMLA, could support SAP Veterans to work. If they really want to help out, how can they follow you? How can they reach out? How can they get in touch? So tell us all about it. First thing, um, to answer that question, yes, we have a lot of veterans that are, are assisting and helping other veterans as well and kind of being a service member for life. And we have employers that have their a personal interest in wanting to find the best talent and knowing that veterans with SAP experience is that jackpot. But it's also patriots like myself. You don't have to serve. Uh, you don't have to have a military background. Uh, you just have to uh, want to help um, a great person out um, in a time in their life where transition is a process and there's so much going on. So um, like myself, I'm a patriot and just having that passion to help others in a time of their life where they're at a crossroads is, is what I, I want to share. Also, um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I will send my LinkedIn profile um, and uh, our Facebook. We actually have an SAP Veteran to Work um, Facebook and LinkedIn page, and it's pretty packed um, from the date started with SAP in uh, 2012. So that's another way we do lots of posts on there as well. Absolutely. So yes, if you want to get in touch with Christine, Jason, and Shaquille, I'll be dropping all of their socials in the show notes below. And with that, Christine, Jason, Shaquille, it was such a pleasure to have you here today with us, uh, to our audience. Yes, if you're thinking, well, what can I do to help? There is something you can do to help. Like I said, like me, you could be doing a mock interview. You could be helping somebody network. Uh, you could be a mentor and you could be running your own game session. How fun is that? So with yeah. that, once again, thank you so much for joining me here at SAP Experts Podcast. Thank you.